Hello and welcome to Nurture Narratives, a platform for open and uplifting conversations about the societal narratives that shape how we parent. I'm your host, Jessica Hines-Cook. On this episode, I'm talking to Megan Kelly, who runs Adventure Report, a blog that is inspiring people to get outside with detailed trail reports for the Ottawa area. I spoke to Megan about her love for the outdoors and how that love has supported her through her transition to motherhood. We also talk about her perception of motherhood before she became a mother and how parenting is portrayed online. Megan also talks about the importance of her support system and being able to prioritize doing the things that she loves. I loved hearing Megan's take on these topics and I think there are some really important reminders for parents in this episode about leaning on our support systems when we can, having realistic expectations and taking care of ourselves. Thanks for joining the conversation. Hello everyone, today I'm talking to Megan Kelly. Megan is the creator of a popular blog called Adventure Report, which contains over 100 trail reports for trails in and around Ottawa. I have been following Adventure Report for quite a while and it always inspires me to spend more time outdoors. Megan is also a mom and she hikes and camps with her family, including her young daughter, and shares a lot of useful information for parents who wanna do the same. Megan also created Um, Adventure Report Ottawa Hiking Challenge to motivate people even further by highlighting the best trails that the Ottawa area has to offer. And she started the Adventure Report Gear Lending Library, which is helping to reduce barriers to camping by loaning free gear. I'm going to be talking with Megan today about her transition to motherhood and why it was so important for her to keep doing what she loved when she became a parent. Thanks so much for chatting with me today, Megan. Hi, thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about your family? Yeah, so uh, my husband and I, we actually grew up uh, just outside of Toronto. So we we went to high school together. So we've known each other for forever. Um, And then we both kind of independently moved up to Ottawa. And then we're lucky enough to reconnect when we got up here. Um, and then, you know, got married and, and now we have our wonderful daughter who's about to turn two in November. Okay. Wow. And, uh, was your husband always into, to hike in as well? No, (laughs) no, he, like, he was always into sports and being active. Um, but I think kind of getting into the outdoors is almost something that we've like grown into together, which has also been really nice because I guess I was sort of the same when we were, you know, younger in our high school and and college years, it was more about sports and and kind of like exercise and in that area. And then since we've been together and have been married, we've, we found ourselves gravitating more to the outdoors and, and spending more of our time there. Okay, cool. Um, so what role do you think that hiking and camping has played in your life? I think it's like at this point, it's just so, so much a part of our life that, you know, sometimes if we're, if we, if it's raining outside or if we don't have plans to like go for a hike, we're almost like, Oh, what do we, what do we do today? You know, like, it's just, it's just so much, like we enjoy it so much. It's just so much a part of like our our every every week uh planning that yeah that I I can't even like separate the two we actually (laughs) for our honeymoon we went to the Adirondacks and went uh 
started hiking the high peaks there so it's you know like it's just so we just enjoy it so much it's so much a part of our lives that's amazing um yeah, yeah. do you so do you go like every weekend you're out on the trails um yeah so I I bet we are outside kind of hiking or or paddling or like doing something outdoors like maybe three out of four weekends in a month and that's one of the really cool things about having the blog is it's almost like a record of like how lucky we are to get out there right because like I have so many trail reports up which is awesome because I like that means I've hiked that many trails right and like so that's just like wow like how lucky are we to to have access to the outdoors and to be able to have the time and to be able to spend it in that way so that like the blog feels really special to me in that way too so yeah we're definitely out there often (laughs) okay cool Um, so other than keeping track of the the trails that you've that you've done are there any other reasons that you decided to start the blog yeah so so I actually started about three years ago um and it was my husband who suggested that I that I start the blog like it was never something that I had really considered or thought would be you know a part of my life um but what we we kind of found was you know we would read something online or we would read like an article in a magazine and it would get us really excited about the idea of going somewhere or like doing a particular hike but it didn't have enough information that we felt like we knew everything we needed to know before we got out there So then we were, you know, we'd find ourselves like spending like hours sometimes trying to figure out like on sometimes even where is the trailhead, right? Like how do I actually get to this awesome place that you've told me about, right? So then like once we we found ourselves kind of like gathering, like having to spend so much time gathering that information. And then once we went and did it, we kind of felt like, well, now we have a bunch of information, right? And like it doesn't it doesn't make sense to kind of keep it to ourselves when we know sort of how much work can go into gathering that info. So let's, let's put it somewhere, right. That people can access it. And we, for a little while, we would kind of put it like on, you know, our personal Instagram accounts or our personal Facebook accounts, but it kind of felt like it should be more central and just like available to everybody. And, you know, if people were interested, they could kind of come along for the journey. So that's sort of how, how the blog started was when we realized like, by doing the things that we do, we're collecting a lot of information that has value to other people who want to do the same. So we just decided to start writing trail reports and make them like really detailed um, and have like a lot of good practical information that people can use. Yeah, that's great. And I find that when I look at your account, I don't always like we're very novice hikers, but for me, it's almost just more of an inspiration to get outside when I see mm-hmm. other people doing the same thing. Yeah, and we tend sure. to stick to like pretty easy trails that we that we know well, but mm-hmm. still, I still love seeing other people doing the same and it always inspires me to to do it. Yeah, no, that's great. And everybody like everybody is at a different, you know, their experience level is different and they're you know, they feel more or less confident in their, in their physical skills. So I think even that is like a piece of information that's helpful, right? Like you can pick the hike that's going to feel good for you when you have all the information about it. You know, you don't get yourself into kind of a scenario where you feel like, oh, I'm like in over my head 
you know, yeah. you sort of pick like what's going to be the right fit for you because you, because we've given enough information for people to make that decision. Yeah. And that's the other thing I really like about your blog and your Instagram is I think you really have a strong focus on accessibility and it's mm-hmm. also we see you out there with your with your toddler so you know that it's accessible for kids as well is that something that was important for you I think yeah so in terms of in terms of kind of making information and, and making the outdoors accessible to people um I, I definitely want to do what I can to to kind of help in that area because I think there's for us it's just been so valuable you know and, and we enjoy it so much so then it feels like it should be available to everybody right and and even in the experience of of becoming a mother it's been valuable to me so so I want to kind of do what I can to to share the information and and share whatever inspiration that I can to help people kind of get out there and then have that same benefit that I've experienced. Yeah, I think you do a really great job of that because I, I find a lot of the information about about hiking and camping can be pretty intimidating to mm-hmm. like for me personally, because I, I, I guess I feel like I'm a novice hiker. I don't camp. But um, yeah, so I think you're you're doing a really great job of that. Of making uh, of making it accessible to everybody. Thank you. Yeah, and I think sometimes I feel like a novice hiker too, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. so like there's so so maybe that perspective is a little bit helpful because I kind of feel the same, right? Like right now I'm planning a backcountry camping trip, and you know, and I'm trying to figure out, okay, it, I have a stove, but is it going to work, right? So like, so I'm always kind of like learning, and sometimes I feel the same if I if I'm reading an article from somebody who like really feels like a total expert and a total pro and they've kind of maybe forgotten how to like talk to me and they've forgotten that I don't, I don't have all those years of experience or, Mm -hmm. you know, so there's sometimes a gap in the way that people talk about things that isn't, isn't helpful for someone like me when I'm trying something new or, you know, when it's like so far beyond my scope of understanding so for sure I'm I'm in the same boat a lot (laughs) yeah and the other really cool thing that you've done was start in this uh the Garelandon library Mm -hmm. which I think was such a good idea so my family we don't we don't camp like I I didn't grow up in Canada so I didn't camp growing up Um, it's Mm -hmm. like it's not part of Caribbean culture to go and camp but um it's something that I would like my daughter to do or for Mm -hmm. us to do with my daughter yeah. And just like just seeing that you had that option for families to, you know, try it out without investing a ton of money on camping gear. And for those of yeah. those people who can't afford it, I think is really amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Because it really is, it really is an investment, right? Like to, to have everything that you need to kind of go out and be comfortable right because you want it to be you know you want it to be nice you want your kids to have a fun time it really is an investment and it's not necessarily one that makes sense for everybody right so Mm -hmm. whether it's like yourself where you know we're just trying this out and we want to figure out like is this for us you don't want to spend hundreds of dollars to figure that out right yeah Um, or even people who just, you know, they don't have the space to store gear or, you know, they don't have the time because we've, we've built up our gear collection over years and years and years. Right. And part of it is 
you know, we have, we have the luxury of time to kind of look for deals and look for bargains and kind of buy stuff secondhand, but even that takes, it takes time and energy, right? So that is an, a different kind of investment that people aren't always able to make. So yeah, there's, there's certainly a lot that goes into getting out there and going camping and people can sometimes forget that when they've been at it for a long, long time. Yeah. So the, the gear London library, did you have people donate gear? Is that how you built it up? So we, we just started this year. So it's been, this has been the first year that we've uh, had the library open. And so we have two different camping kits and they're designed for people who want to go car camping. Cause we thought like, let's start there. Right. Like for people Mm -hmm. like yourself, you might feel more comfortable starting with car camping and then you know, getting into different varieties of camping if you decide it's for you. So we have two kits available right now. Um, And the first one is just for two people to go. And so that kit we put together entirely out of our own gear. And then we have a three person kit that my online community put together. So they donated, you know, tents and sleeping pads and sleeping bags and some people donated money so that allowed us to go out and buy Mm -hmm. the stove that we needed and the propane to to go with the stove so it really was an amazing response from from the people that I'm connected with online that allowed it to to kind of get up and get going this year so yeah so it was fantastic to to see yeah it sounds like it became a real real, uh, community project Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. So one thing that I've, I've seen you talk about online, which I found so interesting, was you talked about this like image of motherhood that you saw and how it impacted your decision of when you would have a child. Can right. you, yeah. <laughs> can you tell me a bit about that? Yeah. So we, you know, knowing how much we enjoyed getting outside and and hiking and and sometimes like challenging ourselves in the outdoors right like we we like to go on kind of hikes that were a little bit longer or we you know we were working on hiking the the high peaks and so so I wasn't I wasn't sure that if we if we had a child that we would be able to continue that right and and from what I was kind of hearing hearing online and and hearing you know and seeing from some of the people around me I kind of heard like all the difficulties and and how challenging it was and like how your life completely changes and and so like we truly put off having our daughter for a lot of years because we we were worried about the impact that it was going to have on our lifestyle and and how we would feel about that um so it so it definitely I guess my perception of motherhood and of parenting definitely impacted kind of our planning and and what our family looked like for a lot of years. Okay, and how did that perception change when you actually became a mother? Um, well, so certainly it had to change because it we I mean we we get out there in kind of a different way but at at the same time we've still we've it hasn't been as big of a shift as I thought it would be um and so even like because I I was worried even about like how is how is pregnancy going to impact kind of what my life looks like and 
and the way that I'm able to use my body and the experiences that I can have in it. So I was, I was worried about even before baby comes along, like, what is that going to look like for us? Yeah. Um, and then like, again, with the blog and the Instagram, like it's, it's so cool to like, look back over, you know, the, the time that I was pregnant and see like how many times we were still able to get out there. And we, we hiked um, Big Slide, which is one of the high peaks in the Adirondacks when I was 20 weeks pregnant. So that felt like a really great, you know, sign that, okay, maybe this is going to be all right. And maybe things aren't going to shift as drastically as, as we thought. And we went up to Mont Tremblant uh, and hiked up to, up to the top of the mountain in the village uh, when I was probably like 34 weeks pregnant. And so you know, it, it was challenging, but it was still doable. And it was just, it was just another sign like, okay, this is, we can make this work, right? We can do this. Yeah. So, and that, so I guess my perspective has just kind of had to shift because we've still been able to do all the things that we enjoy. It just kind of takes a little more planning and we have to lug a lot more gear along with us. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really been great. Yeah. What benefits have you observed in yourself and your husband and your daughter by, by continuing to, to do what you loved? Yeah. And, and so for, for my daughter too, it's been, it's been really neat to, to see her and her experience of the outdoors. And, and so it's been like in the beginning I mean, you know, she kind of had less to say, right? So she would come along with us. Um, like I took her for our first little hike when she was five weeks old. And it was, you know, we just did three kilometers and it was flat and it was, it was easy, but it was still us together outside, you know, having, having this experience together of something that I love. And so in the beginning, she was just kind of like along for the ride. Mm -hmm. um and now now that she's almost two it's really really neat because she has an opinion you know and (laughs) and so it's really cool to see that her opinion is like oh yeah you know what this will be a good time right so we went this year we took her canoe camping for the first time and so we had gone out a few times in the canoe ahead of our trip just to you know make sure it wasn't going to be a disaster And so, you know, after the first trip, she can tell you, like, put me in, like, I want to go in the canoe, like, let's go, you know, so it's (laughs) it's really nice to see her like getting stoked about it. Yeah. And then we took her on a backpacking uh, camping trip this year, too. And so even today, I was saying to her, okay, you know, after your nap, we're going to go hiking. And so she's saying, hike, hike, hike camp, camp, (laughs) camp, because in her mind, she's like, oh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna go backpacking, right? So like, so it just reinforces for me that she, she sees some kind of value in this too, right? Like she enjoys it. She like, she wants to do these things with us. So it's been a really great kind of evolution with her, like just hearing from her about it. Um, and I think for, for myself and my husband, it's, it's almost kind of like broadened our experience of being outdoors because before where we might say, okay, let's go for a longer trail or let's go for a harder trail. Now it's almost just as cool to do like a trail right by our house because she's so into the, the details of it. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. she's so into like searching for rocks or picking up acorns that it like, it becomes a different experience, but it's like just as 
interesting because she's so into it, you know? Yeah, I've, I've had that experience myself with my daughter, just seeing how amazed she is with every little like flower that we pass. Mm-hmm. It really expands your, your own, uh, your own horizon on, on what is, uh, what is interesting to do because the thing with hiking with toddlers too, is that they're really slow. Like if they're going <laughs> to oh, 100%. Yes. Yeah. I like to let my daughter walk. Like we don't usually put her in the stroller or we try sometimes to put her in one of those backpacks, yeah. but she doesn't really like it that much. So you really have to be like, we were on a trail recently and it's like, we're ready to get back to the car and she's just like, meandering and you really have to just be like okay like we don't really actually have anywhere to go you know like let's just enjoy this and 100 percent, yeah it reminds you like oh yeah like flowers are really interesting like flowers are super cool like why wouldn't you stop and look at them right so it does yeah it kind of like forces you to like slow down a little bit but in a way that still feels like really fulfilling I guess yeah that's exactly it and right now we talk so much about self-care um, for mothers. Do you feel that hiking and getting outdoors was a, a form of self-care for you when you became a mother? Yeah, for sure. And I, even ahead of like becoming a mother, I had always kind of said to myself, like, you know, my my husband and I are in this equally, right? So So I have no qualms about leaving for a day and and they have a day together to spend time you know like so Mm -hmm. so that was always kind of my hope for myself as a parent that I that I would still kind of take that space for myself and so um we've been able to make that happen and I think it's been it's great for everybody right it's great for me because I get time to do the things that I really enjoy kind of in a way that I can't always do them now they mm-hmm. get time to just be together and my daughter like gets to understand that there's lots of people in the world who can take care of me and who love me right because the same goes for her grandpa and her oma right like those are people that she deserves to have a relationship with and so me taking my time and and spending time in the outdoors with without her is also beneficial to her because then she's building those relationships and she's building that trust in, in other people outside of, you know, just, just our relationship. And so I totally think she deserves that. Um, and it was for me when she was, when she was born, my own mom was not doing well. And so she was in, in the hospital. And so I was, I was very much pulled between sort of this, this experience of, of having my new daughter and that being kind of the priority and also having to kind of to be available for for my family and and be there for my mom and so that that felt really challenging that adjustment and being kind of pulled in two different directions um at a time in your life when you kind of just want to like hunker down and really get to know your little person but there's all these other things happening so I really, I really kind of relied on taking that time outdoors and kind of taking those breaks for myself to, to kind of get through that first phase of motherhood, I think. And, and my daughter was so valuable to me in that because I was able to kind of look at myself 
as a parent and understand what I what I found to be acceptable and what I found to not be acceptable Mm. um right like if there were times that I was getting frustrated with her for absolutely no reason (laughs) you know that that to me wasn't acceptable and it was a sign like okay I have to I have to do some self-care because I'm not where I want to be so so then I would make sure I'm, I'm leaving the hospital and I'm going to visit, you know, a trail nearby or even just, you know, going to the park and like getting some fresh air and walking around. Like I really did sort of rely on that in those first few months to kind of, to get me through a, a challenging transition. Yeah. Wow. It's really amazing to me that you had that level of self-awareness. I think it's something that a lot of us struggle with, but I think it's, great that you were able to just identify so quickly when you need when you needed that time to yourself yeah and I think it I think it helped that my daughter was so young right because in in that sort of context you know it it should be it should be all all about her and 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 kind of all about meeting kind of those needs however you're meeting them right you can meet them in lots of different ways but like I remember really clearly just one day you know because she was she was only a month or so so she had her pacifier and I would put her pacifier in and she would spit it out and she would cry because she was now she was mad that her (laughs) pacifier wasn't there you know and and yeah we did that a couple times and I found myself getting really frustrated and it, and so that was just, you know, like, this is, this is not the response that I want to be giving mm-hmm. my daughter right now. So I have to do something different so that I have yeah. the energy to put this pacifier back in the next hundred times, <laughs> you know? So. Oh yeah. Wow. That's still, is definitely a struggle for me and just having this conversation, it really inspires me to re- recognize when we have to take those moments for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because I, I do think this, we have this, which I keep talking about, but we have this popular narrative, this idea that motherhood means sacrifice in every little bit of yourself. And mm-hmm. it really is, you know, it's a, the relationship between a mother and a child, I think is a, is a two-way relationship. You're like in a, they call a dyad. And if you're not taking care of yourself, like you can't just have one person completely depleted and one person get in everything it doesn't I mean it can I guess it works but you're it's not a I don't know it's not a good way to live it doesn't sound incredibly sustainable (laughs) no exactly when I don't I don't think I you know I I think that if you if that sort of the expectation of motherhood I think we're also like not only in in that mother and child relationship are we doing it a disservice, but I think then we're doing a disservice to the potential relationships that our children can have with other people, right? Like mm-hmm. I think we're in a way we're almost saying those relationships are not as important or those those people can't take care of you as well as I can. And and frankly, that's not true, right? So so I think we also kind of have to step outside of, of our relationship with our child and give the value to, to the other people that they have in their life. And if we're not kind of building, if we're so entrenched that we're not doing any self-care, then I would guess that we're not allowing those relationships to flourish either. Right. So (laughs) 
so that's yeah that's for me I've never I've never felt like I had to give up every part of my identity since becoming Mm -hmm. a mother that was certainly you know it was a worry beforehand but I've never felt that way since becoming her mother because she she is lucky enough to have people who love her and care for her and and do a good job in that and I think that's so important that that just kind of gives me the opportunity to to take care of myself because I know other people are taking care of her and that's important for her yeah it's uh that's a really great perspective and it sounds like you had a really or you have a really great uh, support system that allows you to do that yes yeah and I and I'm I'm very, very lucky to have that. And, and I do appreciate like not everybody has that. And, mm-hmm. and I wish they did because I, yeah, I think there's so much value for, for everybody and just having, having that village, right. To help raise your child. I agree. And I think especially right now with COVID we're seeing how many people are struggling because their village is kind of, if they had one, it's been for a lot of people, it's been taken away. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it really highlights how, how beneficial it is for, for the whole family, for sure. Yeah. So how, how would you like to see the the narrative of motherhood or parenting change? I guess I would maybe like, maybe like from the outside looking in, I would like it to be maybe a little less polarized Mm, okay because I think I think before when I was trying to adjust my mindset of is this is this something that I want to do right um it sort of felt like I got the perspective of it's it's hard and it's impossible and and you're going to be giving up everything that that you value or you would see sort of these like truly exceptional parents who were like just doing these things that would kind of be like beyond my scope just on my own you know like so you would you would see mothers who were like just I don't know climbing mountains and like (laughs) like doing these things that just kind of seemed a bit impossible anyway so that didn't really assuage my fears because it it felt out of reach so I I kind of like I like the idea of of it being parenting will be tough and there will be challenges and it's going to be okay. You know, like just kind of that, that middle, middle ground, like a, a more kind of, mm. I don't know. More like perspective. Yeah. yeah. Um, because people also don't speak a lot about the fact that, you know, the, the newborn stage is hard and it's an adjustment and then it's over right and (laughs) so like so time really does pass so quickly that that I didn't I didn't kind of under like I didn't get that message either or or maybe I did and it just wasn't landing in a way that was working for me but you know the the baby stage is is challenging but it's such a it's such a short amount of time in the context of your entire life right to have this little person who is so like stoked to just like get out there and and check things out with you right so a a year of kind of like getting up a few times a night or or whatever whatever the challenge is is not that big of a deal in in kind of the grand scheme of things right yeah 
that's how it's funny that is how I like got through uh not sleeping for a while I just had to keep Mm -hmm. telling myself that you know what this isn't gonna last forever and Mm -hmm. my daughter like just recently started sleeping through the night every once in a while and she's two nice but I'm still like yeah it really um I had to tell myself that a lot like this isn't Mm -hmm. this isn't your whole life like you know, you look back on it, you're like, oh, yeah, like, she slept through the night last night. And you don't mm-hmm. even realize the, how, like, how this, uh, these changes happen. Yeah, yeah, I think, for sure. I think you're so right that, I think because we, we look so much online, there is, everything online is so polarized. Mm-hmm. And you do only see, usually, a couple images of motherhood. And to me, it's always either been like everything is color coordinated, like the kids are dressed perfectly, mm-hmm. everything has that nice like pink hue on it. Or then there's people who market themselves as like, I'm a hot mess. And like, <laughs> I was like, I don't really want to, I, I don't have the energy to be perfect. And I like the, I, but I don't really want to, to be a hot mess. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like neither of those images is really appealing to me. And like when you, you know, when you talk to other moms in reality, most people are somewhere in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and it, it is tricky, right? Yeah, because there's there's so much value in people sharing their their experience and sharing the challenges and, and helping others to not feel isolated. But mm-hmm. but yeah, as you mentioned, like it it does then and and it's I think largely an online thing, but it does start to feel like okay, there's there's these two realities that I'm gonna choose between. When really like my my life feels more in the middle, right? Like some days I'm I've got it a little bit more together than other days, and and that's just kind of what it is. Yeah, exactly. And there's definitely value in people sharing the struggles because I do think we can have this uh it's it's good to be prepared right yeah but it's it's nice this is why I also really wanted to talk to real parents because when I had conversations with people after I became a mother I was I was like these are especially it's funny how when you become a mother you are so I became more open like Mm -hmm. you go um, like if you go to a a baby group sometimes um or play group you're like you're immediately talking about things that seem, <laughs> seem really personal before. I don't know what it is, but I was having these conversations and I'm like, this is like, this is what's lacking a little bit. I wish like people could hear, hear these conversations that we're having. So it was mm-hmm. part of the inspiration for me to, to start, to start the podcast. Yeah, for sure. And real life stuff is different than online stuff too. So much now with like, you know, you have big companies, like marketing right and and so so there's kind of I think a bit of a culture created there that that Mm -hmm. parenting or motherhood is going to be hard because in order for them to sell you something you have to have a problem that they have to fix right so so I think I think the marketing around childhood and around parenting can be really problematic in that way because if if motherhood is not hard, then you probably don't need this $1,500 
sleeping bassinet that's going to vibrate and do wipe. You know what I mean? Like, like there exactly. has to be a problem for them to to try and fix for you, right? So it it kind of becomes this this weird cycle online where that's maybe a bit of the culture that's being created just because of marketing and consumerism and all that. You're, I, yeah, I agree with you, and I think this is why I also love talking to people about the outdoors because we try not to have too many toys and I feel like there's this big push to have certain toys for every age group that you're and every developmental milestone you need the like the support and toys to go along with it and the support and activities yeah and I mean some people will argue that that's necessary but for me I just I tend to we just tend to favor playing outside and when it comes to play, we let my daughter decide what she wants to play with. It's often just like stuff around our house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she likes toys as well, but we let her lead the way. I really don't try to come up with activities for her. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And we're, we're sort of the same and we've like what we've found is, you know, when we go camping or, or we go backpacking, especially backpacking, right? Because you have to carry every single thing that you're bringing. So how, how important are toys? Not very, right? Like she's always found something to keep herself entertained with, right? And so we'll, you know, we'll bring along like her measuring cups, like, so we'll bring one toy with us often and that's it, you know, and, and she's perfectly content, so that's been that's been a bit of a learning too that we've gotten from spending time outdoors is that she doesn't need a whole bunch of like flashy stuff to keep her entertained because she's truly entertained with a rock and a twig. And, you know, like I, I see my daughter and, and I see just who she is overall and she's happy and she's healthy and, and I see her learning new things every day. So I'm not I'm not concerned that, you know, a lack of toys is is doing her any kind of detriment and and our experience outdoors has like reinforced that for us so that's been really nice too yeah and there's so much talk right now about um sensory stimulation and I think there's like no better place to have all your senses stimulated than being outdoors Mm -hmm, for sure yeah absolutely yeah so I've had such a good chat with you today. Thanks for, for chatting. And I feel more inspired to get outdoors and to make sure that I'm looking after myself as well. Good. <laughs> How can people find your, your content online, your trail reports? Yeah, so we, uh, we have the blog at www.adventurereport.ca. Okay. Um, we do, we have a Facebook group for, for folks who are working on the hiking challenge, because that's kind of letting people chat and share, you know, I was out on the trail yesterday and it was really muddy or, you know, just kind of like, okay, more cool. real life updates. Um, and then the easiest place to find me is on Instagram. So it's at adventure report. Um, and that's really the best place. Like if you want to chat or if people want to, you know, if people have questions, people will just message me a lot there. And so that's kind of the easiest way to like get a hold of me. Okay. Amazing. And I don't even, I'm not sure that we really introduced your, your hiking challenge. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, so the hiking challenge, we, we kind of put together because we had hiked 
so many trails like we've honestly hiked every every trail in in and around the Ottawa region and so we kind of thought like okay it's great that we have all this information here but like it feels like we should be doing a little bit more with the info um and so we we created three different editions uh so there's the starter edition there's the views edition and there's the road trip edition so each of those has 10 hikes in the challenge and so people can kind of pick what feels best for them the starter edition is really geared towards like families with kids or people who are just getting into hiking and so it has a range of kind of difficulties and distances that feel a bit more manageable uh, for people kind of in that group. Um, and so it's, yeah, so people are just kind of taking on the challenge and they seem to really be enjoying it because they're picking an addition and then they're finding new trails and, you know, and they're kind of, it's a challenge, right? Everybody likes a challenge. So they, you know, they feel motivated to kind of plan and get out there. Um, so the views edition has been really popular too, because it's 10 hikes with just really great views around Ottawa. And then the road trip edition is kind of the catch all for, for everything that's around Ottawa. That's really like amazing, but just a little bit further away. Right. So people who are kind of like wanting to make a day of it, visit the small towns, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, so that's been going on for this year. And then, um, we have we have prizes for the finishers too. We have a couple of sponsors. So Fun Haven has sponsored us for the finishers who are under the age of 19. Okay. Uh, and then Flora Hall has sponsored the challenge for finishers who are over that age. And so, you know, you finish an edition and you get a free beer. So it, it has a nice <laughs> little uh, reward at the end. And then you get to go, you know, sit out with your friends and kind of like talk about you know talk about the experience so yeah so it's been really fun and we've been we've been doing the challenge um over this summer too and it's been really nice for us because it's been bringing us back to our favorite trails in the area yeah that's such a good idea and I bet right now with with COVID that a lot of people I noticed that there's the trails have been really busy yes yeah I think just because people don't have anything else to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Feels like the safest thing to do right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you, I also saw that you were, you're raising money, right? You're doing a, a, a challenge to raise money. Yeah. So we are taking part in the hike for healthcare. Uh, so it's for Queensway Carlton hospital. Um, <laughs> they, they had already kind of set, set their minds that their fall fundraiser was going to be, um, was going to be based on on hiking because it really aligns with just you know like the the health benefits and and that sort of thing okay. uh, so they they called me and asked if we would take part and I asked them a lot of questions because I don't know anything about really how funding for hospitals works <laughs> mm. so it so what I learned was that um the actual equipment inside of hospitals they have to raise all the money for right? So if it's an MRI machine, if it's an x-ray machine, if it's a bed, you know, like IV poles, like all that stuff, they have to to fundraise for. And it's been a really, of course, it's been a really tricky year this year with COVID-19. So they've had expenditures above and beyond what they normally would. Um, Mm. And so so fundraising is, is really key for them this year. So we committed basically to all you have to do is hike 10 kilometers between September 15th and October 15th, which we thought sounded 
quite manageable. <laughs> um, and then, and then you can just uh, kind of raise money to go towards the hospital. So we actually have a team if people are interested in joining and fundraising with us. Um, they can they can get to it through my Instagram account. And so, yeah, so we absolutely welcome people to be on the team and there's no minimum, you know, that folks have to fundraise. It's just, it really is like every little bit helps and is going to help the hospital do some repairs and get some new equipment. So, yeah, so we have that going on this fall too. Okay, great. That's another uh, motivation for us to get outside. Yeah. Go hiking. Okay, Megan, it has been uh, such a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you so much for sharing your story with me. Yeah, thanks so much. It was nice talking with you too. Thanks for listening to this episode of Nurture Narratives. Please subscribe on your platform of choice and leave a rating and review. Follow at nurture.narratives on Instagram for show updates and to let me know what you thought. Thanks for joining the conversation.